What's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally, and with me, I am joined by Ari, but you guys probably know him better. Some of you guys, I know you know him. I've been talking to you, asking for questions. I'm with Garage Gym Homie. What's going on, man? What up? What up? Blessed to be here. appreciate you having me on, man. I, I really am fired up about doing the show. Dude, yeah. it's my pleasure, man. It's interesting because... I, I found your channel a few years ago, just looking through garage, like specifically searching garage gems really? on YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, man, something about this guy. You just, you seemed like somebody I would know. And, and then I found out you were in recovery. And then I found out that you literally live, like, I don't know how we haven't met in the past. I'm basically, <laughs> you know, like a couple miles down the road from you. So we'll have to get into all of that. But yeah. I've had a lot of listeners that, um, you know, they're struggling with their own issues with addiction uh, and, and all sorts of stuff, you know, in, in that regards. Bodybuilding, I think, is uh, it's it, there, there's a lot of gravitation toward it from people who are like you and me. And they're always asking, like, hey, we would love if you could talk more about that stuff. So I thought, number one, I guys, I haven't met Garage Gym Homie before. We're literally meeting right now. This is happening right yeah. now. And uh, we're just going to talk shop. We're going to talk recovery. We're going to talk bodybuilding, maybe talk some YouTube. I want to hear about his channel and we'll talk some fun stuff too. But first of all, man, uh, thank you for being here and tell me a little bit about what you do with YouTube. So what I do with YouTube is uh, I kind of like to be a one-stop shop for uh, supplement reviews, uh, spirituality, bodybuilding content, uh, healthy living and um addiction recovery all something people can come to for kind of everything i'm interested in you know that what, what my life's about is helping addicts and alcoholics uh you know practicing a life of restriction trying to get as close to god as possible and getting people fired up about uh you know uh the bodybuilding lifestyle because i think that has gone hand in hand with uh a spiritual lifestyle for me yeah. you know in a lot of ways it, it it's played a big part uh in my sobriety and uh so i kind of it's just an avenue man to connect with people and yeah. kind of try my hardest to be you know a light to the world you know that's cool man yeah i've seen the most of the stuff i've seen from you has been a lot of the different reviews you've done and you're a character, man. If you guys haven't tuned into garage gym, homie, like you've got so much energy and personality on camera that that, that stuff shines through. And it's cool that once you have that foundation and people are interested, then, you know, it, it, it goes that next step. People become interested in you and people become interested in your life. And it's, it's kind of awesome how you've been able to then help people who may be in rough situations, just showing, you know, that you can live a positive lifestyle showing that you can do it really, you know, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. You know, I, I spoke for years at uh, treatment centers and uh, I don't know if you know about Maple Grove here in oh, West yeah. Springfield. Oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. spoke there on the first Saturday of every month to the inpatients for over six years. I gave them an hour and a half lecture about my journey through the 12 to how I recovered from the disease. And uh, when COVID hit, I had no way of speaking. They shut the doors on all the meetings and mm. the treatment centers closed their doors. And so I was like, man, I just want a way to uh, kind of uh, connect with addicts and alcoholics and also uh, talk about the stuff that, uh, you know, I was fired up about. And um, I started building a garage gym 
when they shut the gyms down during COVID at the same time, I'm like, I could make, you know, some content out of this. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how it started. That's cool, man. Yeah. I'm, I, I think like I hung out a little bit South of you, my meetings were all like Livonia and then down into Westland. And I used to uh -huh. go, do you ever go over to talk at uh, Oakdale recovery center on Michigan Avenue? I haven't been to that one. No, you've probably uh -huh. heard of it. I'm guessing it's you I've know, heard of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go over there to, to talk sometimes and oh, yeah? it really is something to be able to, I, and I, I think you'll agree with me here that like what you're doing isn't just helping other people. A big part of being in recovery is helping other people to help yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of, that, that just naturally happens. You know, it's like, I'm not really thinking about that, but yeah, like I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm getting, you know, I sponsor, if I sponsor hundreds of addicts and alcoholics and, you know, most of them aren't staying sober. I, I am, you know, so <laughs> it's, uh, it gets me really polished on the, the literature and the book, you know, not to get too deep into AA or whatever, but yeah. taking other people through it really gives me a deeper meaning, you know, to what I'm doing. I can yeah. appreciate that. Um, yeah. What made you finally decide that it was that you had enough that you were just that you like you wanted to change your life because I know there's a lot of people out there that have the desire to stop drinking and using drugs, but then actually making the change is the part where a lot of people just don't they don't finally get there you know yeah, yeah, well, I was in Los Angeles front ripping and running for like eight years, man, and uh I was in I was in uh I was in deep, you know, I was a heroin and crystal meth IV user. And I was just at the point where uh, I was at the end of the road. I had literally nothing left for me out there. I, I uh, was in and out of the hospitals. There was staph infections uh -huh. and in and out of jail and prison. And uh, I mean, there was, <laughs> it was just at the point where, Something kind of came in my life. Looking back, I know what it is now, but something was there that just gave me that that ready to be done for good and willing to do whatever it takes at a certain point where I just had literally nothing left. And the stars just aligned and my, my brother brought me back home and I just threw my heart, man, into the 12-step program and never looked back. I just knew deep down in my heart that I was done for good, man. None of that one day at a time, I was done for good. I knew I would, I was just done, man, and ready to never look back, you know? No kidding, man. That's, that's yeah. awesome. You know, it really is. And it's unfortunate you had to take it to the level you did, you know, but the reality is, is that nobody can stop us until we, till we're ready. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's nothing getting in the way of me getting high. <laughs> you know, you know. So I'm blessed we walked that path together, man. That's 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 awesome because you know, like I know, not many people make it. Yeah. You know? So very few make it out. You know, I sponsor uh, 200 addicts, alcoholics. Maybe I get to see ten of them sponsor other people. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is cool. And and the whole thing about. The way I see it is helping other people. I see it is that the the disease, and because I, I believe addiction is a disease, mm -hmm. that I believe that it's pure selfishness. You know that at the root of it, the only person I'm really thinking about is me. And so, helping other people, be it through 
like teaching somebody how to train or getting them pumped up. Like I watch your videos, man, I'm pumped up to work out, you know, and that's, uh, that's what I yeah. try to encourage too, you know, yeah. and if you can in, instill some kind of positivity into somebody else's life, you know, you're, you're doing something that is helping them, but that's what I mean by like helping you too, by getting outside of yourself and doing something for someone else, you know? Oh, it certainly is. It's funny you talk about the selfishness because just to connect it with what you were saying earlier about a lot of our people are in bodybuilding. Yeah. Bodybuilding attracts a very selfish kind of lifestyle. A lot of me. It's a lot yeah. of self. So I think as addicts and alcoholics, it can be a beautiful thing, you know, to work on your body, practice restriction, you know, throw your heart into selling your path. But for me as an addict alcoholic, I got to be very on guard of too much dang self. You know, yeah. it's important. I talk about that in my content. We got to be careful. People say, well, why don't you compete? Why don't you compete? I'm like, I, I'm already really way too into myself. I don't need any more <laughs> self. You know, it's like, so I've never gone there, but I'm not saying it's bad to compete. But for me, I got to like really be on guard for what you're talking about. Selfishness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you, how do you find that balance today? Cause I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can agree a hundred percent, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm supposed to be watching for selfishness, like dishonesty, resentment, fear, all the things, you know, that I'm supposed to be on guard for. And I got to treat them as they come in. And I, I think that uh, deep down in my heart, if I'm really live in the 12 step program and, and continuing to get close to God and growing spiritually and throwing my heart and soul into helping others. And there's nothing wrong, man, with being a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I like how you're pointing out. It's not like you're saying, Oh man, I start feeling tempted. Like I'm going to go out and, you know, pick something up. It's that's not what you're talking about at all. Like these are the no. things that come way before that. Right. I'm just taught, yeah, that the obsessions removed, you know, obviously that uh, I'm a recovered addict, you know, I, that, that's, that's gone. But if I don't watch for all that craziness in my head, <laughs> one yeah. day it could possibly return, you know, if I'm not treating those things as they come in. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm recovered, but I'm not cured. So my head's still noisy and still <laughs> insane, you know, so I got to constantly be treating it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can totally relate to that, man. I, I did compete. Um, but I actually, when I, I, I tried to just stop using drugs and white knuckle it for like two years right. and oh, yeah. I just poured myself into bodybuilding and that's when I got super passionate about it and it worked uh -huh. really good. Meaning I wasn't happy. You know what I mean? I was miserable and I was getting <laughs> big, but then I hurt my back and I, I had to go to the uh -huh. hospital and the first thing they said, they were like, hey, you know, you're a big guy. You're going to need more pain meds than the average people do. And I was like, you know, and I had myself tricked at the time because I was like, you know what? You're probably right. I am a big guy. I probably do need more pain meds. And guess yeah. what? I was like right back off to the races. Like like nothing had changed because like I didn't I didn't work on anything. You know what I mean? I literally oh, you was, were sober two years and then went back. Yeah. Yeah, I was oh, sober for two years, just like yeah. poured myself into bodybuilding, built myself up, looked like a different human being. And then yeah. guess what? I didn't change. I didn't work on anything. I didn't, I was still just as selfish. You know, I still had all that, all that, the, all the, you know, the insanity inside of me. I just put it into something else. 
until I couldn't anymore. And then I was reminded yeah. of how much I liked using drugs. And then it was literally like I was right back there again. So it's amazing, man, that you've been able to, you know, you made that decision and you were truly done. And how long have you been uh, clean and sober for now? Uh, January 26, I'll be celebrating 10 years, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Congratulations, man. A few yeah. months, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, God willing, I make it to that. I'm, uh, I can't freaking believe it. <laughs> I mean, I just can't believe it, man. I couldn't make it 10 dang minutes without, you know, putting the dang needle in my arm or it, it was just like 10 years. I, I don't know where the time's gone. man. It's That's just so insane. cool, man. How about I'm at, yourself? I'm at 16. I'll be 16 in, in uh, November. So I'm just, just around years. the corner now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. God bless, man. Huge congratulations. Nobody does that, man. Huge congratulations. Thank you. And let me ask you, yeah. like, you know, would you have ever been able to be where you are today? Like with your life, you've, you've got a good job. You've got your YouTube channel. You're helping other people. Like, could you have ever pulled any of this together without having first gotten into recovery? When you say recover, are you referring to like the AA program, the 12 Yeah, like stopping program? using, like, you know, stop making the decision to stop using and changing your life. Like, oh, could you, man, you know what I, I mean? No, <laughs> heck no. No, no. I'd be, I'd be dead, man. I mean, I already been to prison a couple of times and I, you know, I had been to 20 rehabs. I, I had nothing left, man. I mean, there was no, no, forget this. I, I couldn't even be alive. I mean, this yeah. is beyond anything. I've ever dreamed of what I have now, you know, when I thought I'd get sober, I just wanted to not get high. I didn't realize life, you know, with a spiritual life could be this amazing. You know, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So, Hey, mm -hmm. tell, tell me a little bit about your training. Like what, what is your, what do your workouts look like? I want to talk a little bodybuilding in here too. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, well now they're, uh, they're all in my garage, you know, unless I'm on vacation, I don't, I don't miss the, uh, public gyms at all you know i was willing to <laughs> sacrifice a lot of equipment for some peace in my life you know and where, uh where did you train before everything shut down so i used to train uh powerhouse novi oh powerhouse you're kidding me man yeah he's uh, a lot of competitors over there yeah yeah that mm -hmm. was like my jam novi and then before that farmington hills before that closed down if you remember that yeah from Decades oh, all over on Halstead. Yeah, 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 for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, um, my brother was a trainer for years at Orchard Fitness, which was the powerhouse West Bloomfield. So I yep. trained there, LA Fitness Southfield. I've uh, been all around this area here. You know, so so. there was probably days you literally had to be like walking out as I was walking in. I've probably I'm seen sure, you before. Man. You know what I mean? I see you follow people and people follow you that I know from the area. I noticed, you know, so I mean, we got to know the same people. Some of them. So, um, but my training now, I'm just, uh, I'm pumping iron five days a week and I'm doing cardio uh, five days a week now. So I'm working out twice a day. I split up the cardio and the, the weights and uh, I'm just kind of doing a bro split right now, man, okay. you know, hitting one muscle group a week. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty basic, man. I kind of torch it down, you know, like I did uh, shoulders this morning, man. I did like 36 dang sets, you know. Oh, uh, God, man. Yeah, You're yeah, high volume yeah. then, huh? Yeah, I do some high volume. Sometimes I hit the weight, but I, I don't go crazy with the heavy weight. Um, yeah. I mean, what I would tell you, 
is heavyweight to me is laughable to most people. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, really, I, I just, I'm just scared to get injured. Now I just want to feel good and, and really keep up the intensity of the training, you know, has been really works for me. And I know there's all sorts of science here, science there about how I could make better gains and all this, but I, I just enjoy what I've been doing, you know, hey. for the time. Well, I'll tell you, my friend, a uh, good friend of mine, Scott Stevenson, he pointed out to me and taught me a few years back that the most important part of a good training plan is it's one that you enjoy, you know, because yeah. like I could tell you like, oh, no, dude, you're doing it all wrong. You got to do this and this and this. But if you hate yeah. it, you know, you're not going to stick with it. It's not going to be as good of a plan, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people, man, like for me, like I've never been the kind of dude. And again, this is just me who like goes in the gym with a notebook and writes every rep and set. I just go in there, man. I'm just trying to like, thank God that he even lets me do this, you know, <laughs> and like, and just to jam to the music and enjoy what I have. I got the dogs with me now, you know, in the gym. And I don't have any plan when I go hit the weights. I just know what muscle groups I'm going to hit. And I, and I just go to town and I have a certain amount of sets I like to hit for each one. Other than that, man, I don't really know what even exercise I'm doing next till a minute before what I'm kind of, I'm just kind of feeling it out. And uh, I'm in and out, man. My training lasts no more than an hour usually. And okay. uh, I'm just going as hard as I can for that hour, you know. And every time any pictures I've seen you post, all your videos I see, it looks like you stay in really good shape year round. I appreciate that. I do uh, try and stay close to the mark year round, man. I've never, I guess I'm terrified to, <laughs> to lose the six pack. You know, it's like <laughs> once everyone's like, man, you should really put on new muscle tissue, bulk up this and that. And I'm like, for me, bulking up is like 2,800 calories a day. You know, that's <laughs> like, that to me is like, you know, like high it. calorie. Yeah, that's yeah. like pushing it because my head's crazy, man. I'm like scared to, <laughs> uh, you know, get too far off from the mark and then have to like shred down like crazy, yeah. you know. So I try and keep tight all year round. Listen to me, this is the definition of bodybuilding. You know, some for some people it is competing and for some people it isn't. I, I, and I think it's important that the audience knows because we do talk a lot about competing and techniques for competing and water manipulation and things you take and things you do and all that stuff and it's finding good. But that's not the only thing bodybuilding has to be. Bodybuilding is it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be it's supposed to make your life better. You know, and if yeah. I'm, I, 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 I work as a coach, um, outside of, you know, the, the podcasting and, and I'll tell you, man, that's the number one thing I want. It's like, it makes my day when the people I'm working with are actually like having fun with life, especially like at our age, we're not getting any younger, you know, it's like, why yeah, be miserable man. and, and, and suffer, do things you don't want to do. We have to, we've done enough of that in our lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in, in practicing a life of restriction and yeah. being very conscious of what we consume, whether it's media or food or, hmm. you know, sex or whatever it is. But that doesn't mean life's about suffering. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. restriction <laughs> and suffering are two different things, you know. So um, I think it's important. And um, bodybuilding, it's a, like you were just saying, it's a beautiful journey of learning your body. You're talking about water manipulation and all that. You know, I shred down for like, you know, that picture you posted in the Instagram of me, yeah. uh, like I shred down for like, as if I was competing, I did like a 
six weeks shred and, you know, like suffered as if I was going to walk up on stage. So I learned a lot about myself, man, in that time, like getting really ready do. for those pictures. You learn so much about yourself. And once you know how to do it, you know how to do it. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, so it's pretty cool. What was it like? No, I, I obviously, so you mentioned going to jail a few times. Did you train when you were in there? No, never. No, man. You no. know, well, that's not true. Back in the day, um, I've been arrested 20 times, you know, so I've been oh, in man. different yeah. parts of my life. You know, when I went to state prison in California, I couldn't train. Uh, I'm a Jewish guy and I had a lot of problems with um, skinheads in oh. uh, California. And I used to walk the track, man, and they used to um, be like groups of them by the pull-up bars. You know, there's no weights in prison in California, but they had pull-up okay. bars, dip bars. They took away all the weights because the uh, inmates were getting bigger than the guards. This was long before my time, um, yeah. I think in the early 2000s. But um, so I used to look and watch, man. I used to think, man, I should be spending my time in here getting ripped. But I just couldn't be around. I couldn't afford yeah. the problems, man. So I never trained. I did push-ups and burpees. We did a lot of burpees. That was really big there um, in in county jail and prison. A lot of burpees, but never was serious, you know. I got you. So you, you yeah. got out. You made the decision that you're going to just completely get clean and sober and change your life how did weights fall into that like where did that how did that happen man this is just how crazy god is you know like how it works in my life my my sponsor he i went to an aa meeting the first day back uh second day back from la and this guy man walks up to me and doesn't even ask and he says i'm gonna sponsor you he, I, he saw I was sick. You know you know how oh, when you yeah. go to meet, you got to raise your hand and ask for a sponsor. He offered to sponsor me. I didn't have to ask. But first meeting I went to, and he happened to be a world champion bodybuilder, man. Oh, no kidding. And, yep. And he's um, 75 years old now, and he taught me everything I know. He used to travel the world uh, winning bodybuilding shows, man. And he taught me everything I know about, about training uh, between him and my brother who compete uh, they, it, so God just kind of worked it out for me that to go and, you know, get into the bodybuilding lifestyle. That's cool. Yeah. There's, there's so yeah. much I learned, you know, I, I mean, I, I didn't use nonstop my whole life, but I would go through phases where I would use. And when I did each time I'd pick up, it would get worse. And I'd basically, oh, yeah. you know, hit a rock bottom, lose everything I had and then say, I'm sorry, and try to put it back together and rebuild it and then do it again a couple of years later. You know, I'd go out for these these periods of time. Um, and I feel like I never really accomplished a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I never really achieved things. I never saw, I wasn't somebody that saw things through. I had big ideas that just didn't get completed. And through getting clean, I, I've been able to actually complete stuff, you know? And one of the first things I was able to complete was a bodybuilding show. And it took me, I, wow. don't know, I didn't, I didn't do it right away. In fact, when I got clean, I stopped lifting for six months because it had been such a negative thing previous to that, you know, because I, like I said, I'd been using and I'd been not using, but not, not in recovery and just weight knuckling it and lifting. So I, 
I relapsed after I hurt my back. And then finally, when I got clean, I was like, I'm not going to lift at all for now. It took me like six months and I finally started lifting a little. And finally, it was like two or three years later is when I did compete. And to me, it was like, holy crap, I could achieve something, you know, like you look at your physique. Yeah. Yeah. You can look in the mirror and be like, dude, you know, Ari, I've completed so much now. Just like looking at the physique you've built. You know, and, and that teaches you lessons that you can take into other areas of your life too, which I think is such a valuable tool. Like a lot of guys, I think they learn that in high school. I didn't learn that. And you know what I mean? I didn't learn those lessons about lifting until I was older. It's funny you say that because uh, I was just thinking about relating with you. It's dangerous for us because we pick a, like for me, I want to say we like, I'm, I'm like the king of picking up stuff and not following through, you know, like when I got sober, I like went out and bought an acoustic guitar and I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to learn to play guitar, man. That thing sat there picking dust up. I didn't spend more than 30 minutes trying to learn that dang guitar, man. So that's why this channel has been something that's such a light to my life. Cause it's like one of the first things I really said I'm going to do. And yeah. followed through with and like watched it built like something I created, you yeah. know, it's like, it's one of the first things that I really, I guess, besides building a decent physique or whatever, but like, this has been a real project that I, I made it and it's been a, just a wonderful high, man. A really it's great a lot feeling. of work too. Like people don't know <laughs> how many videos do you put out a week? I'm a, every day, man. Every day? I didn't realize you did everyday videos. Every day, man. I got 1.2 thousand videos, man, in three years. Yeah, every day now. How do you, yeah. so how, what, what does that look like for you, like recording? Do you pick a day and knock out like seven ideas or what do you do? Man, I'm so like, no, nah, I just kind of like decide the night before. Okay. I'm like, uh, you know, if there's like a hot pre-workout out, like I want to really be kind of quick to review that one because it's yeah. got some hype and stuff, you know. So it's like I'm going to put that even if 10 things have been sitting there for two months, that's going to go to the front of the line. So it's like whatever's really I'm feeling in the moment. You know, I usually I, I get up, I pump iron in the morning or the afternoon or whatever. And then right after I train, I'm like, hi, I'm fired up from the iron pump and the pre-workout. And I'm like, I'm going to record this review now. So I'll spend the last 10 minutes after I train just, just fired up recording my content and then, you know, edit and throw it on then for the next day. No you kidding. Know? So you're just going yeah. back to back to back. It's part, of your, it's part of your day, basically, every day. It's part of my day, but I don't want it to be like that. Like I want to back, like I want to do like three days a week or something. Okay. It's just these, these companies will not stop sending me supplements, which <laughs> it's a good problem. Right, right. But I never get to use the stuff I love. Oh. I'd rather make quality content than just like spit out videos every day just because, you know. So I, I, I would like to back down and be yeah. a little more picky about the supplements I review and make more uh, content that comes from here. You know, content I really like stuff we're talking about. Yeah. I'd rather talk about this stuff on my channel all day than the hottest pre-workout. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah, all day. This is this is what you know important to me. You got some courage, by the way, because I I just started thinking about it. I'm terrified to try a new pre workout. I find what I like and I stick with it. I'm terrified to take something and it's got Yohimbine in it, and then I feel like trash for the next six hours. And have you had any like absolute <laughs> tragic experiences where you're like, oh my yeah. god, I wish I never took that? I've had a few. 
horrible <laughs> pre-workout experiences. Yeah, I put out a review for uh, uh, Pollen Nutrition, put out Assassin 6.5. Okay. Me and my brother and my boy sat there for eight hours like like it was a bad drug experience waiting oh, for it to God. wear off. And it was the uh, alpha yohimbine that oh. just destroyed me. Yeah. And I completely, it was a horrible experience and uh, just terrible. And uh, I've had some bad, like, come downs from DMHA products and stuff where I just felt kind of cracked out, did not want to talk to anyone. Yeah. Uh, there was a hot pre-workout going around called Excelsior. I don't okay. know if you've heard of that one. No. And uh, kind of like a bathtub made trash pre-workout. This was before I really learned that I need to really start being picky about what I'm going to ingest, you know, hmm. and that uh, I'm not really just willing anymore. If you're not a, a reputable manufacturer making the stuff properly and I don't yeah. know where it's coming from, I'm not ingesting it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. You never know what some of those people are, are putting in things. No. No. Now, do you have issues out of curiosity uh, with Yohimbine in general, or was it just that one time? With the alpha, no, it's grown. It's grown on me, man. I love okay. it now. Okay, I love. I love that ingredient now. Yeah. I, I, it gives me. It's just a great at the right dose. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a very effective uh, stimulant. It's just. Yeah. Uh, it's a really to me. It's one of those things that just you. You either people love it or hate it, and uh, and I happen to really like it now. A lot of people hate it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of Yohimbine. I, I used to yeah. tolerate it better as a kid, but I, I think I don't process it as well anymore. It does. Yeah. It leads me to the, uh, the question though, with recovery and, 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 um, you know, abstinence of mind and mood altering drugs, how does that fit into, uh, like stimulant based pre-workouts and stuff like that? Cause I, and by the way, I'm not saying that in a way of judgment, I do think people will ask, and I'm curious because, no, I've been asked that. It's okay. a very valid question. I think as someone who's uh, in recovery, I have to be extremely on guard that I don't abuse pre-workouts. Right? I have to really yeah. be on top. I have rules I set for myself. Okay. And uh, I made a whole video about uh, – uh, it was just a few months ago, man. I got really good views for my channel, and it's called uh, – 10 ways if you're abusing pre-workouts. And these are like uh. all things that I want. Like I make sure, like I created this uh, like a uh, very special holiday for me called High Stim Saturday. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's basically like the the day a week where you can use your DMHA pre-workout or whatever, you know, guilt-free. And, you know, it's like, so it was created. So the rest of the week I'm practicing restriction and maybe just not using – uh, crazy high stim products as much, okay. you know, or, you know, so I could save it for high stim Saturday, you know, and yeah. enjoy a workout with my brother. So I, and I, and so I'm, I'm really, and then like, if I, I'm allow myself a stimulant once a day, meaning I don't have a, I'm not allowed to do a afternoon cup of coffee or okay. energy drink or pick me up. I don't do, I do one stimulant and it has to go towards training. Yeah. My pre-workout or fat burner, other than that, man, I don't take any stimulant unless it's going toward a workout. So I, I'm very on top of that with me because I know how crazy and tricky this head is, man. Yeah. So once you start breaking down rules and stuff, you you off to the dang races, you know. 
Yeah. And I've seen so yeah. many people. I, I remember one guy that I knew in, in, in the program who was drinking monster energy drinks and he drank so many of them that the potassium was messing with his heart and he had to go to the hospital. Turned out he was drinking like 20 a day. It's disgusting. Yeah. You it's know? absolutely mindlessly consuming. Yeah. I only drink water. I mean, I just, yeah. besides my supplements, I only drink water and, uh, I just think that it's important. It's just one of the big things I preach on my channel, man, is practicing a life of restriction takes us to higher levels. And uh, society, man, just wants us to mindlessly consume all day, mm, you know, yeah. whatever it is. And I, I think that's how you, how you creates weak men. I just think mm. it creates weak men to not be conscious of everything we consume, man, including what comes out of our mouth. You know, it's important yeah. to be conscious of that, too. I remember one of the first things that I really stopped myself from buying, like just, you you get that urge, just like buy shit. Right. And <laughs> I saw this rug that I couldn't afford. It was in, plus it was a white rug. So it's like, you know, I'm going to ruin a white rug anyway in my house, eventually dogs and stuff like that. But this rug, it was like $400, I think. And I couldn't afford that at the time with the job I had anyway. I still, I, I wouldn't want to buy a rug for $400. I just don't see myself doing that. That's me. Anyway, I didn't buy this rug, man. And I like put my foot down. I'm like, no, I, and I realized, you know what it was, man. I just like, I had this vision in my head, like, oh, this is going to make me happy. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to buy this thing. It's going to make me happy. And I just picture it in my living room and, you know, maybe I invite a girl over and she sees the rug and, you know, and I, I had this whole thing playing in my head about how awesome this rug is going to be. And in reality, like my job couldn't afford this rug, number one. And number two, if I did get it, like three months down the road, it'd probably have something spilled on it and look like crap. I would be the exact same person I was before. That just came to me when you're talking about the, the consumerism that we uh -huh. are kind of trained to fall into, you know? It's funny because I, I think there's two sides. I think that's very good to be conscious. Like, this isn't going to make me happy, you know, this yeah. rug. And at the same time, I also think my sponsor told me, he goes, money's in the head. It's not in the heart. If you want something, <laughs> you buy it. You're never going to spend too much on yourself. So, you know, it's yeah. like you're an addict, alcoholic, you have a bad disease and you cannot afford to be thinking about money and getting in your head. He's like, so if you, cause I was, I used to complain to him about how much supplements cost. You know? oh, He's yeah. like, if you want something, you buy it. You ain't going to spend too much on yourself. Well, I can so see it applying I get there. In my, every time I get in my head about this is too expensive. This is, you know, I'm like, think about what he said. I'm like, I'm just going to buy it. You know? Yeah. Because as long as I got my, you know, like my life in order and stuff, but no, I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, a lot of, I used to go through Somerset mall and like cash out. Like I was a hoodlum on a bunch of Gucci <laughs> and garbage that was the stupidest, most impulsive stuff ever. And that's just not who I am anymore. You know? Yeah. I've got one more recovery question for you. And this is one where yeah. I think we're going to differ on, but I think we will have middle ground. And I know I respect your side of things, but I know sure. anybody who's genuinely curious about the 12 step programs, we got to talk God. Cause I don't think my God is your God. My, my, I, I call it my higher power. I, I'm, I don't, I don't have the beliefs you do. I, I, you know, you mentioned God a couple times and I totally respect that. What about if somebody comes to you and they're like, man, I really want this, but I don't, I don't believe in that. God, does that mean I can't have this program? 
Well, no, man. Like to me, you know, I, I think that there has to be um, willingness. You know, I think there has to be willingness. And the beautiful thing about spirituality is that we can come up with our own concept of God. Yeah. You know, I, I think that to me, God, when I use the word God, I think it's just because I've I've been sober so many years now. Not so many, like a hundred, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm used to. I, I don't sh- shy away from using the word because I'm used to saying it. But it means like following my heart. Okay, you know, staying out of okay. my head. You know, there's a power. There's something okay. that I know that has brought me this far. I mean, I, I just know then. it. Whatever it is, there's something. Yeah. That I feel, that I feel, you know, that's brought me all this way, man, through heroin addiction and through this YouTube channel to this interview with you. There's something there, man, that I can't take credit for. I just yeah. know that, you know. So I think that, you know, I just go by the book, man. It's in the book, it says, you know, the big book that you come up with your own concept of God. Okay. You know, I don't believe yeah. that people say, Oh, the light bulb or the the lamp. I mean, yeah. the lamp's not going to solve my alcohol problem for me. But whatever concept you want to come up with, man, that you want to call your higher power, that's good with me. I mean, as long as you're following these steps from the heart, you know, and that you're putting your heart and soul and living them, then uh, it doesn't have to be the God that I picture, you yeah. know. My my first concept that I because I kept myself out of twelve step for a long time because mm-hmm. I was like oh well I don't believe in God this isn't for me and I've had other people that have said the same thing and I know if there's anybody struggling that's watching this now I'm always sensitive to address that you know what I mean because they hear the word God and they're out they're like oh no this program's not for me you know what I mean but my first higher power was was this me and you me and you talking right, right now is a power greater than myself. You know, if I were struggling and I can unload that burden by having a conversation with you and it makes me feel a little bit better, that's something I couldn't have done on my own, you know? So that's a power greater than myself. Right. Yeah. Like, look, man, just think about if you're a real addict or alcoholic, which, which I assume you are, you're said you said you are right. You, Absolutely. You you're, you're the real deal. <laughs> there's there's no question in my mind. <laughs> there, there's some power. You think about how crazy it was where the, that obsession was just like taken over. Yeah. There's something that's lifted that from us. You know, there's there's something. And it wasn't me because I couldn't have done that. You know, whatever it is, whatever higher power, you know, God, uh, this, that higher power, whatever we want to call it. There's some reason I don't have that obsession anymore. You know, that's just... There's something that's lifted it, and I, I can't take credit for it, you know? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you fielding that one with me, man. I have yeah. uh, I've got a couple questions here, too. I asked the people uh, if they had anything they wanted to throw in, and I actually okay. got, a, I got a few things here that were pretty good. I'm going to start with this one. Um, and this guy DM'd me because his message was too long to, to put in my comment box that I put up on Instagram. He said um, – I thought I'd add a reply about the story from Garage Gym Homie. Could you talk about dealing with feeling guilty for doing well in recovery? I'm currently studying to become a youth counselor, and I often feel like I don't deserve to be where I am because I used to do drugs and was involved in some criminal stuff. 
It's like I'm trying to hide my past because I'm afraid people will look at me differently, even though uh, what I did doesn't really matter since I'm doing my job just fine now and my coworkers and kids and all the community center like me. Um, see, I think he had one other thing. He says, um, uh, I do feel like it's getting better. Uh, I'm actually, uh, it, I enjoy that I feel that I'm contributing to society and the well-being of others, but I still find myself going down uh, the path of thinking something isn't going the way I'd want because of my actions. Um, I'm looking into different therapies, etc. cetera. Uh, it's possibly the best way to move forward at the moment. Um, he says, I don't really enjoy going to NA groups in the area because the people are some of my old customers. That's interesting. So he, he feels, I think that's, uh, I mean, in a way it's kind of a humble approach to take saying that, you know, I, I have this, look at where I am. I don't really deserve this. You know, I can kind of relate to that. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think about all the dirt I did and how I treated people and the way that, you know, I acted absolutely disgusting and I cringe, you know, and Facebook memories come up <laughs> from like 13 years ago. And I was like whoring around and acting like a freaking maniac. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, man, I, I don't, I don't deserve, this is surreal, man. I have my own home, like the, yeah. where life is, it's very surreal. I think that, I don't know, man. I think this guy, if he's listening, man, you deserve all the gifts in life, man. You, you're putting your heart into helping people and, and doing better. And you, you deserve every single gift that comes your way, even if you think you don't, man. I promise you, you know, making amends is not about just saying sorry to people, man. Making amends is about changing our behavior, you know, so when you make amends to someone and you, you know, you go out and you apologize for the way you acted, the first thing you got to do is stop acting that way. You know? <laughs> it's like, that's the way to make amends, to amend something. So, you know, this person listening, you know, you're making amends, you know, by changing who you are, you know, that's the real amends right there. That's how you, that's how you, you, you help other people. The best way to help people is to lead, lead by example, hmm. always, you know, to demonstrate through you, you know, like how powerful your sobriety, sobriety is, you know. So if you're out here helping people, man, you got to be not not feel you don't deserve it, but be thankful for your past, man, and what you've been through because it's molded you into who you are today. And you wouldn't be where you're at right now, helping others and doing what you're doing if it weren't for what you've gone through. Yeah. So I just think you need to follow your heart, man. I think you're living in your head and the head is telling you that, that that's not your heart, man. Your head is noisy telling you you don't deserve it and all this and that, you know, it doesn't want you, you know, to, uh, to enjoy what you have, man wants to take you down you know? yeah. so i would i would spend more time listening you know listening and and sitting still and just being thankful you know that's me though i mean i just think that our heads are noisy man and we got to watch for that noise and know the difference between this and this you know what yeah, you i feel think? like i feel like i could uh i could see myself in that same position 
And I, if I let it get bad enough, I could see it making like taking me back out. You know what I mean? You can, I, I'm, I'm, I was fantastic for um, self-destruction, you know, and telling myself that I'm not worth, like, I never got any tattoos, but if I ever did, I wanted to get the tattoo that just said born to lose on it. Cause I genuinely <laughs> feel felt, I felt like I was born to freaking lose, you know? And yeah. I could see myself talking myself out of a good life, you know, like, no, I don't mm-hmm. deserve this. I'm not a good enough person. This is what I deserve. You know, I deserve to be punished basically. And, and then just end up back to, you know, where I was. I, yeah. I, I am curious about the, like not wanting to go to meetings thing. I just wonder, you know, what it is and, and it, no judgment on them because there was a long time I didn't want to go to them. And I'm not saying that meetings are the only way like it's, it worked for me, you know, but I, I would just wonder, cause he said like, he doesn't have, uh, or he's like, I've got some of my former customers are there. At least he thinks they are, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, could he make amends to them, you know, be able to go to a meeting still and, and uh, you know, be able to. Well, that's why I say that it sounds like he's living in his head, you know, and yeah. his head's noisy and, and that's not, you know, living in the heart. And, and you know, as far as meetings go, I, I never believe meetings are the answer. I think they play a nice role in, you know, giving you an opportunity to be there to be helpful to people. And it lets you talk about the steps or, you know, what's worked for you and, and you know the goal is to help other people but you know he he doesn't have to go to meetings if he doesn't want but if if you want to help other people then it's a good avenue to find sick people to you know uh offer yourself to i I go to one yeah i go to one meeting a week and uh it's on zoom and there's people all over the country and it's it's really beautiful and uh but i just think that higher power god is going to guide us all individually this person might go to five meetings a week this person might go to one meeting a week you know like everyone's kind of guided differently on what the right thing for them is you know i still haven't tried any zoom meetings Mm -hmm. i still haven't done that yeah i feel like ours i'd like to check it out i'd like to check it it, man i've always done the other fellowship uh uh-huh. so i just i connected to them more but i oh. yeah i'd like to i'd like to check it out i i, I mean i okay. could go to either of them you know let me see what yeah. else we got here i know we had a couple more things sure. um let's see hit a couple short ones here um oh just a comment here uh guy says uh i used to suffer from an eating disorder i know you two had bad addictions um but you both have helped me get through those times that's pretty cool, man, you know, to know that we could reach out and actually, like, hopefully right now somebody's listening that, that needs this, you know? That's all it's about, man. That's the best That's the best part of all of this, man. What a great use of technology, right? Right. I mean, what an incredible, there's evil uses of technology. This is an incredibly good use of technology, <laughs> you know? All right. How about uh, this one from one of your listeners or viewers? He says, uh, favorite pre-workout favorite intra workout and favorite <laughs> sleep slash relaxation ingredients slash supplements. It's a lot to okay. lay on you. <laughs> well, my favorite pre-workout is uh dark labs, crack gold, man. That's like the ultimate to me. Uh, dark, are you familiar with dark labs? I haven't used them in a long time, but I have in the past. No, wait, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of something else. I was thinking of dark matter, which is a carb. Dark labs a is a company ago. out of, they're out of Poland, man, and they got they're they're one of the 
few companies that still have all the good stuff. And uh, they, they, that Dark Labs Crack Gold is uh, just a mind-blowing, amazing pre-workout. Um, that's one of those high stim Saturday pre-workouts. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, the uh, intra-workout, uh, I'm a big fan. There's a uh, company, Extremist Cartel, which used to be ASC. They have one called Bomba that just came out. Just a loaded pre-workout. Um, intra-workout, excuse me. And I really like it because it doesn't have any of those uh, like intra-workout carbs. I know oh, yeah. you're familiar with those. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of those to me. Like it's a, uh, it's like kind of extras, you know, it doesn't really fit in. If I'm trying to keep my carbs tighter, I don't like to blow, yeah. you know, a hundred grams on an intra workout. You know? right. So I like a nice light intra workout. And uh, this one is just fire loaded as heck. It's got, you know, all the good stuff, plus a lot of hydration ingredients, uh, extremist cartel, Bamba. And then the, uh, what was the last one? Oh, sleep supplement ingredient. Yeah. Uh, Ninja Sups, Ninja Zen, uh, that one's, that one's killer or high tech pharmaceuticals, uh, Somatomax. That's, uh, these are like once a week hitters because they okay. got the Fena, they got the Fenabut in it. So you oh, want to yeah. really, you don't want to overdo it. You know, it'll help you relax and stuff, but, uh, no more than, than really once a week. Yeah, I'll take that once in a while. And if I need yeah. it, like I'm just like, I really need it. I'll get some incredible sleep. But I have heard stories of people that they have issues if they're using they it. They get hooked on yeah, it. They constantly. get uh, relying on it, all that. And crazy people. The one thing I've learned from my dang channel of supplement. Yeah. People abuse the heck out of these things, man. Yeah. They do not take them as their spot. They just overdo it. They take these pre-workouts that I wouldn't touch more than once a week. And they take them as a dang daily, like yeah. every, like, I can't believe they still feel some of this stuff anymore, man. They overdo it like crazy. So it's like a lot of crackheads out here, man, abusing <laughs> these pre-workouts and sleep supplements and stuff. So where I do make you sure think to that, talk about that. Where, where do you think the supplements are heading? Like what, what, what are we seeing? Like, um, how could I put it? Like a trend on the, in, on, on the front of intra workouts especially or excuse me pre-workouts especially like where are things going with them nowadays more and more companies are now reformulating to get out i mean less and less ingredients are uh, being tolerated in the industry that you know at one point there was the wave where everything was dmaa it was the popular thing you know jack 3d all that that's done. You know, there's only one company out using DMAA still. And um, now uh, then it turned into DMHA, if you're familiar with yes. the ingredient, two amino isoheptane, DMHA. They're all reformulating now to get rid really? of that. Really? All of them. Every huh. one of them. In the la I'm telling you in the last like two months. I mean, this is oh, all wow. brand new. The manufacturers will not mess with it anymore. Really? Uh, the, the rumor is high-tech pharmaceuticals is sending out letters to everybody threatening to sue them. They're the only ones in the industry allowed to use DMHA because they have a hold on it because they're in a lawsuit with the government, the FDA. And uh, so every everyone's getting spooked. And uh, more and more companies, just uh, little ingredients, hygienic, little stimulants, isopropyl synephrine, they're all being banned and all the companies huh. are having their reformulate so pre-workouts are not getting crazier and crazier they're getting less 
less crazy. You know, maybe more higher caffeine content, this yeah. and that, but but they're, the illicit ingredients are being toned down more and more. Dude, did you ever take that original craze? Were you were you around then? I'm no, that was before. I didn't get into any pre workouts until I started the channel. Oh, you're kidding ago. me. Yeah, this is all new to me in the last okay. three years. Yeah. No, but I'm very familiar with it, and I, I know it was spiked with something crazy. Yeah. Uh, my viewers I, always bring up craze. That was the one thing I took because I, I remember I was dating a girl who worked on a midnight shift, and I remember I'd train at like 4.30, and then I'd go home, do my thing, shower and stuff, and on her day off, she'd come over at like 8 at night, and then we're starting the night basically. And I remember her coming over and I just started like just blah 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 talking. So I'm like, wait a second. I still feel like I'm on my pre-workout right now. Like it was there was there was something to that. There's no question. I heard that was like the best. I heard that was the best. Yeah. People have a lot of nostalgia for these pre-workouts they can't get anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. I enjoyed yeah. the original Jacked, man, the Jack 3D or whatever you want to call it. I never it. got was, to try it. Never yeah. got to try it. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. I never yeah. went past like one scoop with any pre-workout, though. That's one of the, like you said, you have like things you do. I, I've never gone past it. And I, I don't really use that much of it nowadays at all. Maybe I'll use like yeah. a half a scoop of something. I ha I do have some DMA in the cupboard, but it's literally just sat there for like, it's probably it's probably not made anymore is my guess from what the sounds you're saying. So it was yeah, like a year yeah. old. So you've never really been into the like stim junkie pre-workout kind of thing. Not a ton. I mean, when I was competing, I, I did like yeah. DMA, but that was, you know, that was a while ago. And I, I, I did use it fairly consistently, but I never, I never went crazy with it. I hear people that are taking like two, three scoops of this stuff, which that blows my mind, man. Yeah, I, I, I just you put everything on the scale and go exactly by the serving size. Okay, I don't, I don't do fat scoops or yeah. loaded or go <laughs> two scoop. I don't do any of that because I don't want my tolerance to be crazy, man. I'm a supplement reviewer, so for me, it's important to keep my tolerance yeah. down so I feel these things. You yeah, know? no kidding. Nothing works. Burn anymore. my brain up, and I take stim breaks every few months. I do go. You? You know, yeah, oh yeah, and I don't do any caffeine, nothing. I, I do a reset, and I, I just want to make sure that I'm really practicing restriction because I, I like to feel this stuff. You know, when I take it, I want to enjoy it. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I got for you. Is there uh, yeah. is there anything else we should we should talk about? Anything uh, we didn't cover that you you want to mention or anything besides? We covered a lot, channel? man. Yeah. No, how how long has your channel been up? We've been up, so I've been podcasting since 2015, and then I rebranded to Think Big in 2019. So, and I know I found you, I guess it was a couple of years, because you, you started it after 2020, you said, right? Yeah, I've been, so, this September was three years, I guess, so whenever, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. No, congratulations yeah. on hitting that three year mark, man. It's uh, thank you. It's a lot of work, but yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. This channel, though, I see. We've been you have at a big it for, channel. I mean, it's great. I'm putting a lot into it, man. But I got to tell you, I'm not doing everyday videos like you are. But we're doing long ones like this, you know. Well, this is yeah. I want to, as I said, man. I love to back down to three. How many days a week? A couple or three? Oh no, I'm I'm doing something every day still because I, I you oh know, you are. Yeah, I put one out this morning, and I had to edit that one 
yesterday, but yesterday I recorded another one for next Monday. And then, you know, it's, it's a constant shuffle. It's a constant shuffle. I usually, usually take all of Thursday and all of Sunday off for the most part, but those days I'm still like handling comments and all that. You know what I mean? Wow. Are you, uh, are you seeing the growth that you want out of the channel? It's hard to say, you know, considering I'm a nobody, like, you know, I, I, it's not like I'm a retired pro or something that I'm just a coach, you know, I'm a guy who has a passion for it. And, and I was like an oak, like as a competitive bodybuilder, I would be, if you were going to be in my class, then there was going to be a chance that you'd be, you'd be going up against me that like, I'd give you trouble. You know what I mean? Like, but I was never like a, I was never a pro bodybuilder. So there's a guy, I don't know if you know, Fuad, Fuad Aviad. I mean, dude is incredible. You know, he was a fantastic pro and now his channel is just, he's like through the roof, but it makes sense. Right. So I can't compare myself to a guy like Fuad. I I'm just doing my own thing and I I couldn't be great. I would love to see it grow faster, but the reality is, man, like I'm just, grateful to do it you know what i mean i'm totally with you you know dude if i could have a hundred people that literally watch this entire thing and listen to us talk for an entire hour or whatever this is like that's a lot of people a hundred people you know what i mean so and we'll definitely get a lot more than that you know yeah that's great man well congrats on your endeavors man that's awesome i'm gonna watch a lot more of your content and uh since you reached out, I want to watch a lot of it, and uh, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. You're doing good work. So uh, I appreciate it. Man. And your I, personal life, man. Congrats on the recovery and everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah and you too, man. Ten years is – I mean, dude, I remember when thinking six months was a lot, you know? It is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> that, mean, is that is true. That is true. I shouldn't lot, say man. it that way, but – no, it's yeah. freaking. I mean, you got two days. Someone who has one day wants to know how that guy got two days. You know, yeah. it's like I couldn't yeah, fathom six months at a, at one point. You know, it's crazy, man. I know. I don't know where the time goes, man. But we are so blessed, man. We are so so lucky. You know? All right. Well, listen, I'm going to have links below. Of course, anybody who's not following you can go over and follow you. And that gives them something to watch every day. Your videos aren't super, super long, right? What are, what's the average length on your videos nowadays? 10, 12 minutes. 10, Perfect. 12 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So you can get that done, like doing something else. You can you can watch you can watch Garage Gym Homie literally every day. That's awesome, Absolutely. man. <laughs> Thank you, man. My pleasure, guys. For another episode here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media, I'm Scott McNally hanging out with Garage Gym Homie. And literally, this is the first time we met. This is like an introduction on the podcast. Hope you guys appreciated that.